Come on, jerk. <laughs> Woohoo! Woo-hoo! Come on, DJ. Woohoo! It's snowing. Let's go. <laughs> so, just to tell you what what DJ was doing during the uh, five o'clock news, the CBS News. He's looking <laughs> up my old girlfriends. Online, I mentioned hard. Debbie Berkman, who I, I took to the senior prom. And again, I don't remember much, but I remember she was picking out China designs, you know, senior year of high school. And I'm like, you know, not so fast, not ready to get hitched right now. Going to go to college, try to be a meteorologist, whatever. And and I don't want to see what they look like or what they're doing now. I kind of want to remember them the way they were. Have you done that? Have you looked up old girls? I found another one, but she's from Michigan, so I don't think no. that's the right oh, one. No, no, okay, no. I'll keep don't, looking. Don't, just, just, don't you have anything better to There's do? There's a yoga instructor in San Francisco. That could be her. Deborah Berkman. That's, Deborah no, Berkman that's, Yoga. That's not her. She's been teaching since. Okay. That's not her. I, I don't. Th- I'd, I'd know it. I'd recognize her eyes. I would recognize her. And she was a lovely girl. But that's why you date, right? To find the right one. Oh, boy. Um, so a couple of things that caught my eye. You may have heard this. Um, try to always have an update about Ukraine and what's happening there. Russia cutting off natural gas supplies to Poland and Bulgaria. The EU, the European Union, describes this as blackmail. And this sent the uh, U.S. natural gas futures up about 3%. Gas prices in Europe jumped nearly 20%. And I have to hand it to the Ukrainians for using unconventional methods to try to stop the Russians. They are badly outnumbered. This little village north of Kiev called Demyadiv, I'm probably mangled that, Demyadiv, anyway. Residents flooded their own town. They opened a nearby dam and sent water surging into the countryside and into the downtown, making the roads impassable, preventing Russian tanks from entering the town. I, well, that's one way to do it. But um, the military has blown up bridges, bombed their own roads, disabled their own rail lines and airports to slow the Russian advance. Germany is sending anti-aircraft tanks to Ukraine, a big U-turn for the country, which... At first, only offered Ukrainians protective helmets to fend off Russia. Um, now, you know, in in theory, uh, Germany has for many decades had a policy to not get involved in conflicts, which, you know, probably a good idea considering they started two world wars in the 20th century. However, after pressure from their neighbors in the EU, Germany is providing 50 tanks to Ukraine and considering a ban on Russian oil. Problem is, Russia provides 25% of Germany's oil, 40% of its gasoline. By the way, the Pentagon provided 90 of the Army's most modern howitzers, along with 183,000 rounds of artillery, other sophisticated weaponry that could give the Ukrainians, an important edge in looming battles, mainly in the eastern part of the country. And more than half of those howitzers have already arrived. They're also uh, provided, we are providing armed drone aircraft. 
And I couldn't help but notice a couple of things. Uh, Russian's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, has warned of a considerable risk of a nuclear war breaking out with the West. And uh, he's charging that NATO is effectively going to war with Russia by arming Ukraine. What he says is an undeclared proxy war. So we are, in essence, taking on Russia, but we're doing it through Ukraine. According to Ukraine, this was a threat designed to scare the world off continuing arms shipments and an admission that Russia may, in fact, lose the war. They might win a few battles, but odds are not in their favor, according to most military analysts. There's a rising chorus of voices that Ukraine will become Russia's Vietnam. They will get pushed out over time. Estimates it would take hundreds of thousands of Russian troops to occupy Ukraine. Maybe they'll be content, seize part of eastern Ukraine, call it a day, retreat, uh, have a ceasefire, but um, we're not exactly sure how this is going to end up. The markets, the stock market, past couple of days, quite a sell-off yesterday, and the carnage on Wall Street erases all the gains that at least the NASDAQ made in the last year, returning it to levels last seen in December 2020. According to uh, Jim Cramer at CNBC, three big unknowns. War in Ukraine, how that's going to work out. This COVID surge in China. Shanghai has been shut down. Now much of Beijing is shut down. And there's uncertainty about inflation and interest rates, how high the Fed will raise interest rates to try to get a handle on inflation. But Jim Cramer went on to say, if one of those turns around, let's say Ukraine has more success faster with Russia, uh, China has more success knocking down this latest COVID surge. And uh, perhaps there's some comfort that the Fed is not going to raise interest rates dramatically going forward, that the market could bounce back. We shall see. I don't know. I can't predict the future other than to say that when we come back, the travel preacher, David Josephson, is going to be talking about when to get a hotel, when to get an Airbnb, when to get a VRBO. What's the difference? Why should you care? The art of travel when we come back on CCO. One of my favorite segments, at least I'd say top 20, top 50 segments every week uh, is this segment. My favorite's when you make the same joke every single week at this time. You've done that like 10 times. <laughs> because I have no shirt to memory. <laughs> and new people. Your fa- yeah, your favorite 50 segments. Yeah. It, it's kind of like a dad joke. That yeah, keeps okay. getting yeah. repeated. Yeah, and, okay. and I'm old enough to be your dad. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, travel. What? Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious because I wrestle with this too. When to go for a hotel. Mm, yeah versus search Airbnb mm-hmm. or even VRBO yeah. for a different kind of experience. And if I'm in a hurry, I tend to go with a hotel route. But there are other times, if it's more than one night, where you can save money with an Airbnb, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so first off, we just need to clarify a little bit, because I don't think everyone knows. But Airbnb and VRBO and HipCamp and several others, they're online marketplaces for lodging. Right. And, you know, what I think of is when I, when my dad was planning a fishing trip with his brothers and my grandfather 30 years ago, I remember being in the convention center at the, like, 
what what is it called? The Holman Cabin Show or whatever. Some some like sportsman sportsman show or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And we're walking around and they're literally talking to these representatives from resorts or just little mom and pop. It might be just they have ten little places or one little place or whatever, and they're talking to these people, and that's how People used to find the little cabin on just the right lake with the good fishing way up north or whatever. Like that's what we used to do. Or you're literally like calling up to the Chamber of Commerce of Bemidji and saying, do you know any good places to stay? And they maybe had a, you know, the correct yellow pages up there or white pages to go there. Oh, the Johnsons, they got a cabin, right? So that's how we used to do it. And right. that's all that Airbnb or VRB or some of these other websites are. They're just a you know, we don't do that anymore for a large part. We go online and we search these things. And these are just the tools we have to search for places to stay that aren't the Hyatt, that aren't Motel 6, that are anything from like a room to an apartment, to a full house, to a cabin, to a beach resort. I mean, there's countless types of lodging. And that's all Airbnb is, is just a way to find those non-hotel lodging options. So just wanted to clear that up first. And it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, with Airbnb and VRBO, a few more steps, there's a little more hair, a little, I wouldn't call it hassle, but a few more things. Um, Hotel, you you make your reservation, you show up. Airbnb, uh, there's a little more involved, right? I I actually am going to disagree with you on that. It's different. When you go to a hotel, the steps are generally always the same. When you go to an Airbnb, there's not any more steps. And in some cases, I find it actually easier. You drive up to a door and there might be a pin pad on the door and you punch in your three-digit code or it's the last four of your phone number, whatever. It might even be easier. You you skip a step. They don't take your card for deposit. It's just different with every Airbnb. So it takes you reading the message they sent you, a few paragraphs of the message sent you about how to check in. And in some cases can actually be easier, but... If you're used to a hotel and that's what you know when it's second nature and that's easy, yes, then maybe you could consider it a little more difficult. Just working the TV, getting the TV to turn on, <laughs> right? How do, yeah. I, how do I access X, Y, and Z? But the nice thing about Airbnb and VRBO, too, is that if, if you're staying for a few days, you feel more like a local. Yes. As opposed – you know, the hotel experience well, pretty much the same everywhere, right? Yes, indeed. And, and th- to me, that's the biggest reason. I'll get into a little bit of the when to use which and cost okay. and things. But the biggest reason to stay at an Airbnb versus a traditional hotel is that you get to places you wouldn't necessarily go that are a little bit off the beaten path. I think of a place we stayed at in the UP in Michigan and you walk in the door and they've got – trail maps both for hikers and snowmobilers like posted right inside the front door and then you walk one more step and there's a couple bottles of water and a bottle of wine from a local winery and directions by the way on how to get to that local winery as well as the other top handful of spots a burger joint and a pizza place and all these things and 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 handwritten instructions from Joe, who owns the place, about how to get to these places. And to me, that's so valuable. If you're on the kind of trip where you're trying to explore an area, you're you're up in the little town in the UP of Michigan and you're trying to explore the area, well, that's way better than checking into the whatever, the Best Western or whatever happens to be down the street. Yeah. No. Agreed. So – Oh, go ahead. No, please, please. Well, you, you told me a couple of you know examples of the kind of travel you do, and the first one you said is you're you're going to Santa Fe, New Mexico, correct? For, for a, a wedding. For, for a wedding. For I'm, an, I'm getting remarried. Oh, Lori number four. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But you're trying to stay. There's five of you, including a toddler, and you're staying for a week, right? Or maybe right. just over a week. Yeah, eight nights. And uh-huh. to me, boy, that's just that's just a no brainer that you use Airbnb, you use VRBO, or you know, or you can find some of these same places if you just do some of the legwork yourself of searching and calling and things. But there's no way you should use a hotel yeah. for that because you, you're going to have to book two rooms or you're going to have to do like a weird suite room and then you're sharing more space than you want. And instead, you can get a, a home or an apartment or a part of a home that can fit everybody. You can probably get twice the amount of space, maybe even a yard and a fire pit and a hot tub if you get lucky and things like that that are all your own. You're not having to walk down the hall. You're not having to check in. It was about half way the better. price. Yeah. Of, of renting a decent hotel sure, right sure. downtown. Santa well, Fe. and that's what – so I did some of the research too in looking at places. And what I found is, you know, it's the same price or maybe cheaper for Airbnb and you're getting so much more for your money. And, you know, you can get a, a – I was looking at a, a three-bedroom, two-bathroom townhouse in Santa Fe for a week and it's just over $2,000. And I mean, that's a great deal for having five people. And if you're yeah. talking about doing a nice hotel in the same area, like you said, it could be nearly it's double. It's 200 that. a yeah. night, 250 a night times two. Yep. Yep. So that, that adds up. Yeah. Now, okay. So let's go to a different example though. I know you drive out east a lot and sometimes I forget what's the town. Is it Joliet where you stay overnight when you're heading out east? No. 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 Joliet. Where is State it? State College. Oh, st- no, 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 no. But on your way there oh, on the in, way. in Illinois. Oh, Rockford. We, oh, Rockford. we spend the okay, night in Rockford, yeah, Rockford sometimes. So other times we drive straight through. So in Rockford, you know, is it possible that you could find a good VRBO or Airbnb in Rockford for one night? Yeah, yes, it, it probably exists. Yeah. And it's probably somewhere near the same price. Not sure. But there's a couple reasons you wouldn't do that. First off, there's going to be a cleaning fee or service fee usually on these. That's a one-time thing. So on the house I just mentioned, in Santa Fe, that cleaning fee, no matter whether you stay one night or eight nights, was $250. Wow. And if you're staying with a whole family for a whole week, you go, well, you know, that's high, but I guess it's okay. We can pay yeah. them. But you're not going to for a night? pay it $250. And, you know, that's extreme. Usually they're more like $50 or $100, but you're not going to do that. And for we one also night. pull in at 11 o'clock at night. We just want to crash, get exactly. a few hours of sleep, exactly. get back on the road. Yep. You want to know that there's somebody at the front desk of a yes. hotel that's going to be there. Give me and they're my gonna be key up all night and, and you're going to be for six yes, hours. In and yeah. out. So th- to me, that's a no brainer. I think. Um, Another example you said is when you're actually in State College going to a Penn State game and the hotels in an area like that or any other area where there's really high demand, the price of everything just skyrockets, 1500 right? $1,500 yeah. a night yeah. and all of the hotels are in on this. Mm-hmm. They're complicit. How is this, how is this legal? Yeah. I mean, it's extortion. Yeah. So to me, that's where I'm going into – I'm going to start doing some extra research. I'm going to look at nearby hotels or maybe even consider driving a little bit further. Like, is it worth the 45-minute or hour drive to the next town over? I am going to look at um, Airbnb, VRBO. There's also a site called Hip Camp. That and I have no idea if they're available in that that area. But again, do you have to be hip to use that? Yes, or? you do. So you can't. Yeah. Um, but again, these are just mm-hmm. online marketplaces for lodging, and Hip Camp caters to more the like. Uh, adventurous and camper. So you might find a yurt or a teepee or a tiny house or a camping spot or whatever. And 
if you find yourself in a place where the nearest hotel is $500 a night, maybe that's the time you decide to – I want a tree Yes. House. Well, that's – That would be cool. Maybe that's the time to yeah. experiment with the treehouse or then maybe I'm making some phone calls to the um, city commerce or uh, anybody I know there and just starting to like stir the water and see if I can find something that's, that's what a I little did. better. I have some friends still, teachers, ah, professors see? at okay. Penn State. Okay. I reached yep. out to yep. one of them and he said, you know, I know this gal. She's involved with Penn State and mm-hmm. in the past she's put her home up uh, for, for people that she knows and yep. trusts. Yep. So he said, she may have a problem with you, Paul. <laughs> But uh, give it a shot. She's heard the show. <laughs> so I, I need to call her and see. Yeah. You know, I could pay 1500 a night. Eesh. I refuse. No. I no. refuse to do that. Yeah. That's and to me, at, at anything close to that, it's worth, it'd be worth driving two hours that morning to yeah. and going to the game. Well, and the problem back. is they're night games. Yeah. So you're out of the stadium at 11 o'clock at night. And that's it. Do you really want to drive two or three hours? For $1,500, I do. You've had a beer or two. Oh, well. So I just say it. So Um, if we can find something local. Yeah. It's interesting you say it because I'm trying to – I have family coming in town in about a month, and we're trying to find a cabin to use. And it's it's midweek, so we should be able to find some options. And I'm looking at rentals, and it's – you know, they're far away or they're expensive or whatever. So I started just texting a few friends. Hey, we're looking for a place. And I, I don't know where that will lead. And I'm only texting friends that I trust and know and, you know, not trying to make it weird or anything like that. But I'm just trying to stir the pot. And maybe there's somebody that's got a beautiful place that would, you know, love to make a few dollars and, and make it all work for us. So uh, if if the prices are that high, it's time to uh, do a little extra legwork and see if you can stir yeah, something up. I just I, – I, boy – yeah. No, thank you. That that was helpful. That was helpful. And there's so many tools yeah. now. And- Ooh, let me say one more thing yeah. about and and this is to folks who maybe you're scared of the Airbnb thing or the VRBO or whatever it happens to be. The thing that makes those work is that it's review based. So every person that's on there, right, as a user and every person who's renting their house, they get reviews from other users, and that's how you know you're getting a good place. Because you go on and you go, oh, somebody, you, you, it's very clear. You can read the person's profile, and then you read that they've rented this room out 300 times, and they've gotten all these reviews, and 90% of them are positive. You have, you're, pretty, you know, you're pretty sure they're doing a good job. And for me as a user, I've rented from Airbnb dozens of times, and every time I rent, I clean up, I do my due diligence, I leave the place nicer than I got. And when when a person renting a property looks at my profile, they can see that as well. They oh, can see it's like Uber. Yes, they can see that other users have huh. said nice things about me and the way I've left the, left the place, which means I'm more likely to get a place rented to me as well. So it works well if everyone's playing well together. Yeah, it's a brave new world when it comes to accommodations. Thank you, travel preacher. You bet. Hey, with all apologies to Anthony Fauci, uh, Dr. Greg Poland at the Mayo Clinic, our Greg Poland, says the pandemic is not necessarily over. A few comments from him, other things that caught our eye when we come back. A miracle and or a cold beer, I, you know, and I'll, I'll wait until I'm home, safe and sound. Miracle would be nice, especially with the wolves. We're due for a miracle, sports fans. Uh, look, when it comes to the pandemic, Dr. Fauci kind of walking back his statement yesterday on the PBS NewsHour that the pandemic is over. Now he's qualified that. I asked 
Dr. Greg Poland from the Mayo Clinic, if he thinks the pandemic is coming to an end. So I think we've got to be really careful about parsing words. Uh, In the last two weeks, cases in the United States, when people started taking masks off, have surged 53%. We're now back up to about 50,000 new cases a day that we know about. And remember, there's who knows how many thousands of people a day doing home testing who never get captured and reported into these numbers. And yet the numbers we do know about have surged back up to 50,000 a day. Now, if so, so by cases, no, we are not endemic yet. By hospitalizations and deaths, eh, you could fairly say that we're down to 400-ish or so deaths a a day uh, due to this virus. But I think it's I think it, 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 it misleads in terms of people thinking I can throw away any precautions. We're in the quandary we are with increasing cases, increasing numbers of variants because people are pretending the pandemic is over. I don't believe that it is. Thank you, Dr. Greg Poland. So uh, the other big news today, two-year investigation in the wake of the murder of George Floyd, May of 2020. The Human Rights Department found racial disparities in how Minneapolis police officers use force. They found that MPD engaged in a pattern of racial discrimination and violation of Minnesota's civil rights laws. I asked Professor Rachel Pelos at the University of St. Thomas about that report. I have reviewed the report. My initial reaction is there is no good news for the city of Minneapolis in this report. And uh, the report is calling for fundamental cultural change and it's critical of everyone from the police to civic leaders whom the Minnesota Department of uh, Human Rights finds are all are all falling short in their duties towards the, the people. And I think perhaps the most damning line that is repeated in this report again and again is that the Minneapolis Police Department is engaged in race-based policing. The report also, one of the things that made me do a double take, the whole thing made me do a double take, it's a 72-page report. Apparently, some of the uh, Minneapolis police officers trolled African-Americans online on social media. They used covert social media to monitor African-American individuals, black organizations, unrelated to criminal activity. And uh, they used, there were, I, apparently there was reportedly consistent use of racist, misogynistic, and disrespectful language. So we'll see. A lot of talk about changing the culture of MPD. And uh, this certainly adds more ammunition to the need to do just that. We also, uh, I talk a lot about the European model on this show. It is still the best model on the planet. And uh, today, somehow, we scored an interview with the European model. European model, are you under a lot of pressure to be right all Oi. the time? Da, da, da. European model, go to school. Long time. Long time. Lots and lots of pressure from the government. Oh. 
must eat, eat right, must walk just so, must move hip just so, must twist the butt just so. I pray, I pray my, my, my college professors aren't listening to any of this. <clears throat> they might revoke my, uh, my degree. But it, look, it, 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 apparently, you know, the, the European model has the freedom to say what she wants to say on the air. <laughs> Thank you for putting up with me. All right. When we come back, what can you live without? Uh, DJ highlighted a story about some of the stuff that we're wasting money on. All of us are wasting money, and over time it adds up to big dollars. That and a couple of late-night funnies when we come back on CCO. Today it was announced that Vice President Kamala Harris has tested positive for COVID-19. President Biden told her to take her time recovering. He was like, when I was VP, I was gone for two years and nobody even noticed. (laughs) Thankfully, Harris is feeling good and will remain isolated just like she has since taking office. (laughs) Yeah, the White House said that Harris has been nowhere near Biden for over a week. Which pretty much tells you all you need to know about that relationship. They like, ouch, ouch, little truth bomb there, huh? Oh boy! And DJ shared a um, a story with me today. The way that we're all leaking money. How do we avoid fees that uh, just kind of creep up on us? And I think a lot of companies are hoping. We forget, especially the subscriptions that we sign up for. Maybe we want to watch something or read something or listen to something, and then we forget, oh, yeah, they're, they're digging my credit card every single month. What, what stood out to you, DJ? Um, yeah, I mean, the subscriptions is, I think, the easiest one. that You, you sign up for this and that, and pretty soon, pretty soon you've got, you know, half dozen magazines and a newspaper and a bunch of streaming services and all sorts of things. And, you know, especially when inflation's on the rise and all of a sudden your grocery bill is, you know, one and a half times what it was six months ago, it's time to go, you know, reevaluate. Is it really worth having all of these items that I pay for every single month? And sale items you don't need. I know a lot of people Uh, salivate when they, they see the word sale. And the advice is, next time you're tempted to purchase something on sale, wait 24 hours yep. before making the purchase. But what if it goes, what if somebody else gets it? Yeah. It's on sale. It must be valuable. I can get a deal. Everybody wants a deal. Yeah, I know. And then you, you know, run to uh, Target to pick up one thing and you walk out with a $100 bill because yeah. you bought six things or off of camp. Yeah, or, can or you Costco, go to Costco whatever, and yeah. get one thing? Has anybody ever done that? I mean... I can, but I'm the only one in my family who can. I would also add coffee to the list. I've cut way back. I invested, we invested in a decent coffee maker. We can get a good cup of coffee on our own, a couple of cups in the morning. I do not, I'm sorry, I want to support caribou especially. But when, when you do the math, you realize how much money you're spending there? I am going to disagree with you on that. What? I am I am a very frugal person, but I'm going to disagree with you there. Why? Because we, I think you should save money on things that aren't bringing you joy. 
that are not life-giving oh. to you. And I think for many people, myself included, that going out to coffee with a friend or having coffee as a, a treat at the end of a long week. Now, if you're getting two or three a day, then I agree with you. But to have that as part of your routine or, or whatever sort of treat helps you get through the day, I think that does bring joy. And I think you should go cancel two subscriptions to yeah. whatever streaming service you're not using. And then if the coffee is a thing that makes you smile – Every day or, or a couple times a week, then go for it. I think, you, yeah, treat yourself to the things that bring you happiness. A- absolutely. I guess I'm more addressing the people that go every morning. Sure, I mean, yes. Every morning that, yep, there's okay. a conga line of cars, yes, you know, yeah. at the drive-thru, and I'm like, yeah. I ate, boy. Well, then, I, yeah, I'm with you on that. Make it at home and, yeah. All right, DJ. Another one down. Yep. We made it. We just barely made it. And tomorrow, uh, a late start. The Twins will play at noon. Yeah. We'll be on right after them at about 4 o'clock. And Jor's on 9 to noon tomorrow. Yep. Hopefully, we'll all be together again next week. But thanks for bearing with us. Wishing you and yours the best. Have a great evening. Pray for spring. We'll catch you tomorrow. I mean, I don't care what model you look at. And I've looked at a lot of models over the years.